Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Knier, Community Health Manager at Wayne Memorial Hospital. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for all the listeners out there who come back week after week. Um, I meet you in the community um, at different events, meetings, um, and you do come up to me and your kind words are always appreciated and, and I'm glad you continue to listen to us on a weekly basis. Um, so on today's show, um, my guest is Pat Mond. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Carol. How are you today? Oh, it's a beautiful day, I think. It's spring anyway, right? Uh, I know, I know. Um, and for those of you that may not know Pat, Pat works at the Penn State Extension office um, here in Wayne County, and she's one of the office managers, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so we are in springtime, and you know we often like to talk about this little creature that can cause havoc on many of us, and those are ticks, right? Right. <laughs> April and October, through October is really their prime time. Although they're around a lot of the time, uh, even in the cold of winter, they're adapting some to some of our climate changes, so just like everything. And so, Blake, you know, so when we talk about ticks, like, where can we find them? Well, you can find them greatly when you're out walking in high grass, um, trails, uh, in the woods, all kinds of things like that. Anytime you're out recreating in the good outdoors in a beautiful Wayne County, you can find them anywhere you're walking and things like that. Uh, Especially areas that have a lot of deer and other beautiful animals that we like to watch. Right, right. And, you know, so, and that's, you know, when you look at Wayne County or... (laughs) any of the county, Pike County, Susquehanna, you know, we live in very wooded areas, very, you know, a lot of trails are out there, right? Different activities for people to do. Um, so, you know, when we look at, when we talk about ticks, can, can you actually see a tick? Sometimes they're very, very hard to see. Uh, they have hatched out from their larva and they're very, very tiny. And sometimes they look just like a little freckle or a little dot on your body. Uh, size of a poppy seed or something, I mean, you might not even notice them. Right, right. And so, um, you know, there's many, inf- there's a lot of information out there for those of you that may be listening that you can go on, you know, certain websites like the CDC website and kind of look at pictures of ticks. I know when we do community activities, like you go out, Pat, and do community activities, we have little cards, right, that show the different sizes of ticks and how small they can actually be. Right, we have little colored cards, and they are very tiny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the scary part is, you know, a tick is a bug. Like, we have many, many bugs <laughs> in mm-hmm. in our um, environment. Um, I think the most fearful thing that people have about ticks is, you know, whether or not they carry diseases or not. So do all ticks carry tick-borne diseases or something related to tick-borne diseases? Many of them do, but not all, not everyone. Uh, but the ones that we want to talk about today are probably the ones that really have people's interest due to health reasons. Right. And that's the thing is, you know, if a tick carries one of those tick-borne diseases, they can cause many symptoms and many illnesses in people. Correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know... What's the best thing to do? Obviously, we'll talk about protection, but let's say if someone does find a tick on them, um, is there a proper way to remove it, and what suggestions do you have? Well, if you do have some fine-tip tweezers, 
you can grasp the tick close to your skin. Don't touch it with your hands, but pull steady motion outward and upward, and hopefully you'll get all the parts of the tick. Don't twist it or jerk it or anything. You want it to remain in one piece if possible. And then put it in a little con tiny container or so forth and wash the area, wash your hands, things like that. Make sure you get a good warm soapy water or alcohol-based sanitizing item. Um, put a little antibiotic or ointment on it and watch the bite area mm -hmm. to see if you notice anything or how you feel. Right, right. Because, you know, I think, you know, some people, if you can remove that tick safely, like we talked about, um, you, you mentioned about putting it in a bag. And we're, we're going to say they're a little container, and we'll understand, we'll explain why in a second. But um, if you can safely remove that and um, washing there, but we recommend washing it. And again, we would never tell you not to go to the doctor. If you feel like you have to, for whatever reason, please contact your primary care doctor. But sometimes that initial bike bite may not show anything. Someone's not going to get symptoms correct right away. Right. For most people, you won't. Right. Yep. And a lot depends, too, you know, what you find, whether you find the regular bullseye rash or whether you just don't feel well mm -hmm. or what have you. Uh, and like you said, it is good to be in to note it and make sure that you check with your family care physician or person so that you can stay on top of it. Right. Like, you know, write down the date that you mm -hmm. found that tick on you that you think you got, you know, bit. Um, where were you? Because we talked about maybe saving that tick. What can they do? Can they send that tick in for testing? Sure. Pennsylvania residents or anyone really can send a tick to the Tick Research Lab in Pennsylvania down near East Stroudsburg. It's the www.ticklab.org, but it has a very good lab there and they can tell if that tick is carrying any disease or things like that so that then you'll know positively one way or the other, most likely. Right. And they have, I know, um, you know, and, and Pat and I, for those of you that may not know, Pat and I sit on the Wayne um, Lyme Task Force together, and we've been doing that for many years. We just kind of got reorganized again. Um, but we have learned throughout the years that there are so many different types of ticks out there. Um, and each one can contain or have or carry, I should say, different tick-borne diseases on them. So when they send that into the lab, um, it's first of all free for Pennsylvania residents, um, and they will test that tick up to three different tick-borne diseases that they feel that that type of tick can carry, correct? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and I know, um, you know, Pat, you have some of these brochures down at the Penn State office, right? Yes, we do. And where are you located again? Uh, we're at 648 Park Street here in Honesdale, PA. Right, so that's right down from the hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Pat mentioned the website, too. So if you had that tick, you saved it. Um, you know, make sure you, you want to kill it, too. You don't want to <laughs> leave it live, you know. So you could press on it with a very hard, the end of the tweezer, and then you can hear kind of a snap. That's how you mm -hmm. kind of know it's a tick. Um, but you can go online and they give you all the instructions on, you fill out the form, your contact information, and you could just mail it to them. Um, it's really easy to do. Um, 
have you ever done that yourself? I haven't. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> no, I haven't. And mm-hmm. uh, I have had them sent away a time or two, but I've been very fortunate not to have Lyme. So right, but you you have sent it over. You have sent it to East Stroudsburg for testing, huh? I have sent it away to a different lab. Okay, but that was also negative. So that's you Which know that's thing. yeah right. It's a good thing. Right. So so that. You know, um, I know Pike County has done a lot of research with um, ticks and what tick-borne diseases are present on some of the ticks in that area. And so, you know, this is part of research that if you find a tick on yourself, we do recommend that if you can safely remove it and send it in for testing, and they'll send you the results for free. They'll give you the top, uh, you know, they'll test it for the top three um, diseases that it may carry and send you that information. Um, And again, you could just keep it, you know, for your reference, which is so important. Um, And it's kind of easy to do and they track where the ticks are and what kind they are, um, which is really great to have. Um, If someone wanted to see pictures on how they can remove a tick, is there a website that they can go to? Um, I recommend, I know um, sometimes the CDC website. Okay. Um, and But the brochure that you have he, at, down at the Penn State, does that have pictures of it also? Uh, there are some, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And when, I know there are, when we go out to community events, we also bring information on ticks, um, you know, so people can understand how to remove it. There's some um, kind of folklore remedies regarding ticks. Should anybody try anything like putting Vaseline on it or pouring uh, nail polish remover over a tick that's attached to them? No, that's not really been noted to be successful for any mm-hmm. um, for any disease control or diagnosis. Right, really. right. Because I heard that sometimes the ticks can actually go in deeper when they get scared mm-hmm. or they, you know, when you try to, um, you know, remove them. That's why that tweezer, and they make special tweezers out that we do give out once in a while if we have them at different events. Mm-hmm. So I guess the next question is, how can somebody prevent a tick from attaching to them? <laughs> like, are there safety precautions when they go out hiking? Right. Cutting grass. Well, we're in a beautiful area, and this shouldn't scare people from going outdoors. You should jo- enjoy the beautiful area here that we live in or vacation in. But if you're going to go out and enjoy yourself, and we hope that you do, wear some long sleeve shirts and, and pants, uh, lighter colors so that you can see the insect perhaps on them. Uh, put your socks, you know, your pants pop bottoms and tuck them in your socks. Use a little bit of tick repellent, something with DEET or Cardian on it. But uh, if you want to, you can also spray some of your gear with permethrin or things like that. Uh, that you would want to follow all these, use the manufacturer's instructions so that you're safe. And then when you come back in, as another precaution, take off your clothing, get a nice shower, uh, wash your clothes and some good warm water, etc. And then really put it on high in the dryer. And that will help to, you know, kill any that might have kind of been a hitchhiker somewhere that you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Yes, which which is so important is, um, you know, uh, removing those clothing when you come in from cutting the grass, from weed whacking, you know, from hiking, from doing any kind of activity outside, which is, again, will just prevent that tick. Because if it's on your clothes, you get the clothes off, 
it's not going to attach to you. <laughs> That's yeah, the there real you go. Part, right? Yep. Right. Um, where where does ticks tend to go? Like, so there's certain parts of the area. Sometimes they're not always very visible. Correct. That's right. Sometimes I it seems like I think that they like it where it's nice and warm. Uh, they go on people's heads, uh, behind your ears, and your nose, uh, um, air, and your hair, and armpits, waistlines. Uh, your tummy button and the back of your knees and even down on the groin area. Mm-hmm. So it does seem that they just go to a warm, moister place sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's good to pay attention and be aware of. Right. Like I actually, I heard someone, they found a tick in their belly button, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a nice, warm, dark place where they can hide and attach. And that's the thing is you want to kind of check off. And, you know, for little kids out there, you know, we're kind of talking about adults that kind of bathe themselves. But if you have young children that are out playing in the yard, um, when they come in, right, you know, give them a bath at night, but check them out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to do that also? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's good for elder care, too. I've noticed several older people will have them in their ears or around mm-hmm. their back of their face and hair area, probably an area that's difficult for them sometimes to check. Right, right. So, so what about our furry friends? <laughs> Do we have ah, to worry about them? Our pets. Yep. Dogs are more success- susceptible than cats to them, but uh, they can hitchhike on any kind of furry animal, including um, animals that are in the barnyard and things like that. So always be careful to uh, check yourself when you're around them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, the recommendation is I know our dogs and our cats are a very big part of uh, many of our families um but you know when when they come in from outside and they sleep on the bed or they sit next to you on the couch you want to watch out because that like we said they can hitchhike on that that furry animal and kind of that tick can come over to us so again we're not saying this stuff to scare anyone but to be cautious correct right that's yeah. that's our ultimate goal mm-hmm. um is to just kind of let people know that um you know, we, we do have ticks in our area, and we want people to be safe. Um, if a tick comes back, you know, just coming real quick with that testing, if a tick comes back and has maybe Lyme, that tick that you took off, went sent for testing, and it came back as positive for Lyme, does it necessarily mean that you're going to get it either, correct? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get it either. And if you're feeling okay and so forth, that's fine. But if you have any question about that, Check with your health care provider. They're very knowledgeable here, most of them, and will point you in the right direction to whether they think you need medication or just need to be observant or what it is. Right, right. Yep. So, so, Pat, I mean, like, we are really almost out of time. Just really quick, you know, the, the Penn State Extension Office, which is right down the, up the road, I should say, from the hospital, what other, um, you know, information do you carry for our community members? Well, we have a lot of things up there that we'll share with people. Uh, We do have soil test kits for anyone gardening or doing farm crops. We have water test kits. Uh, Those are for homes and ponds. And since we don't have any other DEP-related lab, they are a good, uh, easy thing to pick up in our office. The Master Gardener Program, uh, we have the 4-H program for children 5 to 18, And there's a lot of nice things like that that you can avail yourself and your family. Many of them are free, but the soil and water do have a cost to them. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to help people anytime that we can. And if you have a question we can't answer, we have a university behind us with educational information 
that we can tap into to try to get you an answer. Wow. Pat, thank you so much. I think the information you provided to our community today has been so, so helpful. So I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Carol. And again, this is Carol Kenier, Community Health Manager from Wayne Memorial Hospital. I want to thank you for listening and have a great day.